0: Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight Podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. I'm going to focus on asthma attacks, and in particular, on the use of oral corticosteroid drugs. Those are the steroid tablets that are prescribed as a short course for asthma attacks. I'll be concentrating on when and how these steroid tablets are prescribed, their advantages and also their disadvantages. So this episode of the Asthma Spotlight podcast will be of interest for people with asthma as well as those doctors and other healthcare professionals looking after people with asthma. So first, I need to say that corticosteroid tablets are life-saving treatment in people who are having a severe asthma attack. However, too many courses of these tablets can have serious consequences or side effects for you. So the key messages from this talk are that steroid tablets are necessary for treating asthma attacks. However, repeated courses of these tablets can cause harm, and therefore we come back to the main aim of asthma treatment, which is to prevent attacks. So if you can prevent attacks, you can prevent the need for taking oral corticosteroid tablets. Have a listen to the earlier podcast episodes that I've spoken on which are relevant over here and those are podcasts one two and three this will give you a bit of background information on preventing asthma attacks in yourself or in your child now corticosteroids or steroids as they are known are prescribed in inhalers and also in tablets and also by injection where somebody cannot swallow tablets or breathe in using an inhaler. Now, in most people with asthma, this treatment is delivered in the form of inhalers. So, when are steroid tablets prescribed for asthma? The main time when these steroid tablets are prescribed is when you have an asthma attack and one that is not responding to your usual treatment or if you're having a severe attack. The other time they're prescribed is if you have severe asthma, and in that case the tablets would be used regularly, every day or every other day, depending on what your asthma specialist or your or your doctor thinks you need. So today I'm focusing on the use of steroid tablets for treating asthma attacks. These tablets are usually started soon after an attack begins, and the reason for that is because they can take up to six hours to start working. So if you're having an attack, your asthma self-management plan will advise you um, whether and when you should start taking these tablets. So they're prescribed in addition to the other usual treatment for an attack. That includes the short-acting reliever drugs called short-acting beta-agonist relievers. And that's the drug... That is usually delivered in a blue inhaler. However, in an emergency, the reliever might be given using a nebulizer. So something to remember about these short-acting relievers, that's salbutamol or a nebulizer, is that they only work for about four hours. That's all. The other medication that's usually given for asthma attacks is oxygen. So what do these steroid drugs do in an asthma attack? As I've explained in previous podcast episodes, there are two things happening in your body when you have an asthma attack. One is that there's a process called inflammation, and one of the results of the inflammation is spasm or tightening of the muscles around your air passages. The inflammation is really when there's a lot of irritation going on inside your lungs. The small white blood cells, the cells lining the air passages, and a number of other small cells in the lungs, become very active in producing substances that are really intended to defend your body against foreign substances um, that you might breathe in or that might get into your body in other ways, for example, through your blood. In some cases, these substances attach to antibodies that had been developed in a previous attack and this causes a reaction that causes cells to break up and that results in release of substances. Uh, An example of those substances is histamine. You're probably aware of antihistamine tablets. So histamine gets released when an antibody uh, joins up with a foreign substance called an antigen antigen which you breathe in or which gets into your body and this causes an allergic reaction. Now not all asthma attacks are triggered or started by allergic reactions. There are other causes, for example virus infections or other infections that can spark off an attack. So what happens is that a group of substances called cytokines get released. And there are many of these substances that have been discovered. And these are released into your lungs and into your blood, and they cause three things to happen, and not necessarily in any particular order. One thing that happens is that the walls surrounding your air passages swell up with fluid that gets drawn in. Another thing that happens is that lots of cells called inflammatory cells get pulled into the inside of your air passages. And this is called phlegm or mucus, and it may be coloured yellow or greenish, because some of the white blood cells are yellow-green in colour. And when you have an attack, you may find that you cough up some of this phlegm, and many people assume that this is due to infection. However, it's not. The point being that antibiotics will not work to clear this up unless there's also an infection present, which would respond to an antibiotic. And the third thing that happens, and this results from the inflammation process, is that some of the substances that are released like histamine, then cause muscle spasm or tightening of the air passages. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, So when your asthma flares up, it's the inflammation that's causing the problems of swelling of the walls of the air passages, collection of phlegm and mucus inside the air passages, and thirdly, spasm or tightening of the walls of the air passages. Now the key thing to understand is that in an asthma attack, the drug that deals with all three of these processes is the corticosteroid. Yes, the blue inhaler or the nebulizer will try and deal with the spasm of the muscles around the air passages. But, and that's an important but, these reliever drugs will not stop the attack and will not prevent it from getting worse. And that's why steroids are needed to be taken during an asthma attack. Usually, your self-management plan would advise you to increase your uh, inhaled steroid, but if you're not responding or if things are getting worse, you'll be advised to take steroid tablets. And this is especially if the blue inhaler is not helping or its effect is not lasting for more than four hours. Okay, so I hope it's clear that cortisone tablets are needed for many attacks and they can be life-saving treatment during an attack. However, these drugs can have side effects. So yes, they're needed for attacks. However, the key message in this podcast is that you need to do whatever you can to avoid asthma attacks. So you don't need to have treatment for attacks. And one of the key ways to avoid having attacks is to avoid over-relying on your short-acting blue reliever inhaler. Instead, Most guidelines and most guidance publications worldwide on asthma follow the evidence-based recommendations that inhaled corticosteroids are an effective way to prevent attacks. And that's why inhaled corticosteroids are prescribed for most people with asthma. Now, if you want to learn more about the treatments used for asthma, have a listen to episodes 4, 5, and 11 of the previous podcasts. So as I've said, repeated courses of steroid tablets can have side effects and you don't need to take many courses of these tablets to get side effects. The most important side effects are thinning of your bones and that's called osteoporosis. Also, you can develop diabetes from too many courses of steroid tablets. You could develop heart failure, cataracts of your eyes and many other problems. So once again, I must emphasize that these steroid tablets are often needed for treating attacks. However, it's up to you, on the advice of your doctor, to follow your doctor's advice and to take preventer medication. And that's usually in the form of inhaled corticosteroids to prevent attacks. Now, the dose of steroid in the inhaled medication is much lower than that in the tablets. So if you're one of those people that's worried about taking inhaled steroids because of possible side effects, remember that the steroid tablet side effects are far more than um, the side effects from the inhaled corticosteroids. Now, if these are used as prescribed, you should not get side effects. On the contrary, if you don't follow your doctor's advice, And you don't take the inhaled corticosteroids that have been prescribed, then you put yourself or your child at risk of having an attack that could be dangerous and, of course, that might need treatment with a short course of oral steroid tablets. A final point I should make about steroid tablets if you are prescribed these for asthma attacks, one of the things that we don't know is how long an asthma attack will last. And so your self-management plan will usually advise you what to do if you've had to take a course of um, steroid tablets. And you might have been prescribed a short course for three days or five days, or your doctor might have been giving you more than that. But the key message is really that the corticosteroid tablets that you've been prescribed for acute attack should be continued until the attack is over. And your doctor will usually ask you to attend for a post-attack review soon after you've been discharged from hospital or been treated in your doctor's office for an acute asthma attack. And the reason for that review is to decide firstly whether the attack is over or if you need to continue with more corticosteroid tablets or even if you need to be referred back into hospital. And also, to identify why you had the attack, so that if you have any risk factors that can be modified or uh, adjusted, like for example, a change in your inhaler or a change in your medication, so that you can prevent a future attack. So in summary, the key messages from this podcast are asthma attacks can be dangerous and even life-threatening. So the main aims of asthma treatment is both to prevent symptoms and to prevent attacks. Now corticosteroid tablets, which are also called steroid tablets, are often used to treat asthma attacks. They're often part of your asthma self-management plan provided by your doctor. And these drugs can both treat the attack and also help to prevent the attack from getting worse. Repeated courses of corticosteroid tablets for for asthma attacks can result in side effects that could affect your bones, your heart, and could cause diabetes, cataracts, or other diseases. So the bottom line is that you should follow your doctor's advice to take controller medication, which according to most asthma guidance and guidelines in the world, will usually include the use Of inhaled corticosteroids, either as needed in combination with a reliever or regularly to control symptoms and prevent attacks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asthmaspotlight at com, and I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.